the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Triple Eight, along with Jeff, of course. Seven, Becky. How you doing? And there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. well, thanks for coming. Nice no, no, no thank it. you. Thank you for coming. Thank you. So, by the way, the show starts uh, right at the top of the hour. That's when does it, it? That's when it begins. Huh. Yeah, it does. It's a kind of a new thing. We've only done it for seven years. So, uh, I was. Out you probably haven't heard about it. Yeah, I may have missed the first hour. I appreciate the so, And he was giving me a hard time, so I wanted to make sure that we <laughs> caught him walking onto this, slothing himself onto the friggin' set today. That's yeah, a lot. You can still get fixed up with like antibiotics or something. Uh, yeah, I'm getting uh, lots of drugs, uh, mm-hmm. lots of medical tests. Good. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm going for the uh, I mean, a bionic man uh, situation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get that installed, uh, so I should be able to. <laughs> I mean, I can give you a list. I just of... want to make that noise when I run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was high level special effects. Yeah. Was yes, 70s it was. or 80s on that. Six million dollar man. 70s, 70s, I believe. Late 70s. Yeah. Because I remember yeah. it as a kid. Uh, and, but it may have been in reruns. Steve Austin. A man barely alive. We can rebuild him. We can make him better than he was. Faster. Stronger. Stronger. All right. Uh, the Senate has blocked a proposal to repeal and replace Obamacare. Oh, good. Uh, that's good. I heard a little bit about you guys uh, talking about this. Good. Oh, I heard a little bit about Glenn, actually. I didn't uh, necessarily hear too much of you guys uh, when I was uh, tuned in today. But mm-hmm. what's your vibe on the on this thing? Glenn seemed to be like it was meaningless, was his vibe. It was, uh, you know, well, they passed the resolution to talk they, about yeah, it. Yeah, that's all they did. Yeah. Get, I think it's kind of meaningless unless... Well, it was a big hur- uh, hurdle to get over to get anything done. Yeah. And, and part of me kind of likes the idea of the way they're doing it in that they all have to cast votes on all this stuff. So yeah. we all get to get them on record. And when, when they say no to the full repeal, we'll have them on mm-hmm. record. Um, and I kind of like that part of it. Um, but it's probably going to end up in some terrible place. Uh, I, you know, that just seems like it seems like this was going to happen. Uh, but the, what they can do here is they basically just said, hey, we're going to talk about this thing. And then they passed a, uh, a resolution to get through that. And now they're just constantly throwing out bills. So like the first one was the House bill. They took a vote on the House bill, and it lost 57 to 43. Nine Republican senators voted against it. Yeah, and that's because the bill sucks. Uh, no, in know, the case of Mike Lee. And Mike Lee. It's in Mike case. Lee's case. And Rand case. Paul, I think, voted against it as And well. Rand Paul. So both of them objected in principle because this wasn't what they promised. Mm-hmm. And uh, as for Susan Collins, obviously, that's not the case. Now, yeah, Collins Corker, is saying it's too Cotton, conservative. Graham, yep. Heller, Moran, and Murkowski. And Moran uh, is uh, potentially is saying it's also too. What do you think? What, what is the deal with the like the Susan Collins of the world? They're saying it's too it's it's too conservative. 
They're saying the bill is too conservative. It takes away too many things, too many giveaways that they already have. Same with Murkowski, who is, you know, Murkowski is, I mean, terrible. I mean, again, she's just as mm -hmm. bad as Collins. She gets, she doesn't get the attention for whatever reason that Collins gets, but every tough vote she's gone on. I mean, every single tough vote. And I'm not saying, I, mm. I will say, as compared to what the Senate has talked about, the, hell, the House bill is a hell of a lot better than the Senate bill. Um, it's, I mean, it's, but that, that's not, mm. you can't even see the House bill from where they're standing right now. Now they're talking about doing these like these skinny repeal uh, options, um, but they're going to do a full repeal vote. Rand Paul wanted a full repeal vote, so that will come as well, and probably will get. I bet you have twenty-five votes. I bet it'll lose seventy-five, twenty-five. These these weasels. You'll probably. Get, you get the Mike Lees of the world. You get the Rand Pauls of the world. You get probably Ben Sass and a few others who will come along and say, "Well, this is what we promised. We just voted for it two years ago. Yeah, we're voting for it again." But I bet you'll lose ten to twenty. Which is unbelievable. Probably. Unbelievable. Uh, fortunately, John McCain uh, came back from illness uh, yesterday just to say this stuff. Our deliberations today, not just our debates, but the exercise of all of our responsibilities. Oh, wow. Authorizing government policies, appropriating the funds to implement them, ex mm. exercising our advice and consent role are often lively and interesting. They can be as sincere in principle, mm -hmm. but they are more partisan, more tribal, more of the time than at any time that I can remember. Our deliberations can still be important and useful, but I think <clears> we'd <throat> all agree they haven't been overburdened by greatness lately. And right now, they aren't producing much for the American people. Both sides have let this happen. Let's leave the history of who shot first to the historians. <laughs> I suspect they'll find we all conspired in our decline, either by deliberate actions or neglect. Yeah. We've all played some role in it. Certainly I have. Sometimes hmm. I've let my passion rule my reason. Sometimes I made it harder to find common ground because of something harsh I said to a colleague. Oh, no. Sometimes I wanted to win more for the sake of winning than to achieve a contested policy. That part is pretty good, yeah. actually. He's yeah. taking responsibility there and including himself in it. And uh, I, I didn't realize, did he already have that eye tumor uh, taken he out? The surgery, yeah, right? surgery, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, mm -hmm. he's, wow, that's, uh, that's have, really something that he's back in this, on the Senate floor after that. That's a serious surgery. Yeah, oh, yeah. My um, mother-in-law had that and uh, with one of her bouts of cancer, and they, they took it out, and then a year later it was back. But... Um, that's not easy to go through. Yeah, they said, they said they recommended him not flying mm. for two weeks, and he decided to do it early. Uh, wow. After only 10 days. Um, you wow. know, I, I happen, it's interesting to watch this because I uh, saw a lot of the coverage of it. A lot of it was on the, the talk radio <laughs> thing that I know you guys uh, covered this morning, yeah. um, you know, of talking about how he was bashing talk radio, and that's typical. Well, that's coming so, up. Yep. We'll play that for you here in a second. Yeah. However, I listened to the whole speech because I happened to be in the car when, when it was happening, mm -hmm. and a lot of it was like that. Yeah, um, you well, know, that I, was really I, it's, good. It's really hard for it, it was very difficult to understand because this happened immediately after he cast the 50th vote. Um, technically, Johnson cast the 50th vote, but he was right there. They waited for him to come in um, so he could cast the, la the second to last vote. Um, and so he cast it to, to move forward and then made a giant speech about how we need to return to regular order. And now this is not regular regular order the way it would go through a bill would go through committee and would have suggestions and would be built you know supposedly through consensus. He talked about that whole process and how we need to return to it. But yeah, I, five seconds ago I just voted for the exact opposite. It was it was a weird stance. Yeah, um, you know, kind of strange. McCain. I mean, first of all, you give him credit for getting there because that's not easy. 
And, and the speech did have really good moments like that. I mean, I, there, yeah. there is something there. There, he, you know, he's not a great messenger for it. I don't think, but I mean, it's true. Uh, you know, there's, but a lot. But really, what he was talking about was Democrats and Republicans working together to get something done. Right. Which again, that that achieves the the goal of getting something done, but it doesn't mean that you do anything good for the country. Yeah. And this is not one of those good sections. Here's another thing he said. I hope we can again rely on humility, on our need to cooperate, on our dependence on each other. To learn how to trust each other again, and by so doing better, serve the people who elected us. Mm-hmm. Stop listening to the bombastic <clears throat> loudmouths on the radio and television and the internet. Man, to hell do I hate with those them. people. Right. Uh, to hell with you. They don't want anything done <laughs> for the public good. Our incapacity is their livelihood. So, do you I not mean, have the uh, cloud of dust thing that he said? Is that not part of this? Because that was what I was pointing to. But here's, uh, here's something else that he said that was quite irritating. Our system doesn't depend on our nobility. It accounts for our imperfections and gives us an order to our individual strivings that has helped make ours the most powerful and prosperous society on Earth. It is our responsibility to preserve that. And even when it requires us to do something less satisfying than... Winning. Okay. Yeah, Even which, when we must give a little to get a little. Which Even is every when time. Our efforts manage yes. just three yards in a cloud of dust while critics on both yeah. sides denounce us for timidity, for our failure to triumph. Now, as I said on the radio, what comes of three yards in a cloud of dust? Fourth, fourth and, and one. one. Mm-hmm. Fourth and one. And what happens when it's fourth and one? You punt. Absolutely, McCain's punting in that spot. Again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's what these guys do every single time is three yards in a cloud of dust, and then they punt. Such a Because they can't even pick up a first down, let alone score. They can't kick a field goal. They can't score a touchdown. They can't do anything we've asked them to do, and they've got the majority. And, and again, this is like an overmatched football game where they've got, you know, they're the New England Patriots and the Democrats are uh, the, the college of the sisters of the poor and blind. And they still can't win. And then we're supposed to accept the fact that, well, it's not always about winning it. How about once could it ever be about something that you actually stick to, that you actually have a spine to try wow. to make happen? I see what's happening. you getting this, Jeffy? You see what's happening here? He is. I have. Pat is tired of winning. That's what's happened. He's become incredibly tired of no, winning. We haven't he's won. He's sick of it. Almost at all. He's sick of all the winning, so, and now he doesn't know what to do with himself, yeah, he, so he's complaining. He's, he's tossing these uh, aspersions at the Republicans. More like I mean, it hasn't even been eight months. Yeah. It's been, what, seven months of yeah. winning? I mean, I mean, he's be tired, he yeah. can't, You don't have enough stamina to deal with seven months of winning, Pat. I'm very disappointed. Uh, first of all, three yards in a cloud of dust has always been one of my favorite bizarre phrases. Yeah, it's, it, it's bizarre. Especially because it comes from old times. Like, now at least people will occasionally go for it on fourth and one. But when that was out, I, when that phrase was created, it, it basically meant nothing. And if you think about it, in a, because you're, it's right, it's fourth and one and you're punting. Um, the... Uh, the it's very. If you think about it in real football terms, and I'm not, you know, I'm, we're totally overanalyzing the way he used this here because he's just using it in this traditional way. But it's very interesting to see that because what happens with an offense that that operates like that? When you when you max out at three yards in a cloud of dust, yeah. Even if you you're first of all not going to get a first down and three downs. Second of all, when you have a play where they blitz and you lose a couple yards, it, it's over. 
Mm -hmm. Your drive is over. One thing goes wrong, and it's over. And that is what hap is happening right now yeah. with Republicans. You lose Susan Collins and one other person, and you basically lose the bill. It's actually Susan Collins and two other people, and you lose the bill. So they can't get anything done, and they didn't even try. Their attempt was three yards in a cloud of dust. What they reached for was three yards in a cloud of dust. There was never a chance of them actually scoring. Now, if you try to score and you get three yards in a cloud of dust, you can at least say uh, we got something. By bringing McCain back, it kind of made it look like they were attempting to score, but they weren't. No. Uh, well, we'll see. I mean, I, look, they have a chance to do something here. Now, if they go through this, and this is what I think is the most likely scenario here, Republicans are going to want to win. They will go through and they will repeal a couple of things from this bill. Certain taxes, um, uh, the individual mandate, perhaps, uh, a couple of things like that that are the most unpopular parts of the bill. They will repeal it. Then they will say they repeal. We couldn't get it all done, but we repealed the worst parts of the bill. And then two weeks later, they'll stick all sorts of stuff into the bill when no one's paying attention and add a bunch of money and add a bunch of other crap in there. Um, and uh, they'll bail out the insurance companies and they'll do all the things that they can't do in front of you right now. But in two mm -hmm. weeks, they'll just throw that in there as an afterthought after the bill's been quote unquote repealed. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's what I think the most likely thing is. I will say, and I said this before, no individual mandate and everything else the same is a big improvement. Um, it's well, a big improvement is probably overstating it, but it's the most it's the worst part of that bill. And I, and I really, you know, for the country to run normally, it should be uh, it should be thrown out. You know, we have a lot of bad programs in this country. If you take the individual mandate out, all Obamacare is is another tax tax the rich to give away money to the poor, tax the young to give away money to the rich. We have a mm -hmm. million programs that do that. Uh, we have a million programs, you know, Social Security, uh, Medicare, Medicaid, welfare programs. Uh, really, every single mm -hmm. program the government does is a way for them to tax people and give it to somebody else because they think the money should be better spent there. That's what every program is. So this is just another terrible program until you get to the individual mandate. And then it becomes something that is still John Roberts blatantly unconstitutional. And who the hell does this guy think he is? Uh, stop listening to... The loudmouths, the bombastic loudmouths on the radio. What? Why? We're Americans. Yeah. We're citizens. Mm -hmm. Why the hell would they stop listening to us? We're telling them what we want. You work for us, not the other way around. And he thinks now, because he's been there for 79 years in the freaking Senate, he thinks he doesn't have to listen to anybody. He thinks, he thinks we work for him, not the other way around. And... and I think we're the only ones saying anything about how bad this bill is. So we must be talking about us because Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh aren't saying anything bad about this bill. They want it passed. I mean, so <laughs> I think this is a direct shot across our bow and, and our it's, listeners. It's, it's antiquated, too. What are you it talking is. About? I mean, it's got nothing. If anything, the the press from 90 um, percent of talk radio has been to pass this bill because Donald Trump wants it. Sure has. I mean, what, what, yeah, sure I, has. I mean, I, I hasn't been uh, hasn't been. I mean, we haven't been saying that. I mean, we've been more on the Mike Lee uh, side of things. Uh, but still, I mean, I, that's not been the push from talk radio. Talk radio is do it because you're loyal to Republicans. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I mean, I guess his the, the tone of his speech was very much you should work with Democrats, Gang of Eight style. Like that's what he wants. So bad. Which is w worse. 
It's, I mean, it's I, like never that. what they. It's never what Democrats do when re, when they're in the no. majority. That's not how. And, and he did actually make that point. He said at one point he said, uh, "Look, uh, you know, we can't be. Well, we're trying to pass a bill by going behind closed doors and then coming out and trying to pass it with the only Republicans." And then all the Democrats claps. And he goes, "Just like they did with Obamacare nine years ago." And then all the Republicans mm-hmm. collapsed, uh, clapped, clapped, uh, not collapsed. That would have been a really sad scene. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's it's a uh, it's. Kind of a crazy, uh, I mean, you know, he, this is typical McCain, though. He plays this middle ground, mm-hmm. but I mean, he really is just, I mean, I uh, cheer him on for his illness and I, you know, I, I, what he's, what he's doing to come back in this spot. I mean, cause Kennedy did the same thing, uh, you know, when they passed Obamacare, coming back in, in ill health to do these votes. You give him a lot of credit for doing that. You know, h- him talking down to us all the time, though, I mean, it's just, it's a little old. I, I, to be honest, I, it's just mm-hmm. old. Uh, you know, it pisses me off. It's and I wish him well health-wise. I, of course. I, I, you know, of course. Uh, obviously, it's tough because the guy's sick. But, I mean, that, that doesn't excuse the fact that he's bashing talk radio and, and can, his people who are American citizens and should be able to express their opinions. And he's telling people to stop listening uh, to them and, and, like, to hell with them. No, to hell with you. Who the hell do you think you are? That really, that really pisses me off. It shows the arrogance of these guys. Mm-hmm. These senators think they're above us. They sure and, do. And they know better than we do. They just know better than we do. And I used to believe that was mostly a Democrat issue. But wow, in the last few years, have we seen the error of that kind of thinking? Because uh, it's both sides of the aisle. I'm reminded by, on the feed here today of uh, McCain's possible three-point plan. Mm-hmm. Which would be one reach across the aisle, two turn around, three bend over. Is that a possibility? That's about or, it. Is that a possibility of it's, McCain's three-point plan? Or? It's about it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? I mean, we get pissed off about this stuff, and uh, the thing is, eh, doesn't do any good. Doesn't do any good to get pissed off about it. What you can do, though, is uh, take care of your future. And that's what I highly recommend. Just take care of the things you can do things uh, something about. And you can become self-reliant and take care of uh, emergency food for you and your family. So you don't have to depend on the John McCain's of the world and uh, the U.S. government. You depend on yourself. Hmm. Interesting philosophy there. Mm-hmm. I wonder where you came up with that. Uh, we both depend on my Patriot Supply to get us there. I mean, because you don't have to do... I mean, when we say be self-reliant, that doesn't mean you need to go farm everything yourself, okay? Just take a couple of easy steps to get the food that you need in case an emergency actually happens. For example, the 102-serving survival food supply for only $99, ship free from my Patriot Supply. Yeah, we were talking about this in church uh, last week, and somebody brought up the fact that they're rotating their food supply and, you know, they use it all the time because they're rotating it. None of that has to happen with My Patriot Supply because it stays fresh in its pouch. It's packaged to stay fresh for 25 years. And it's really easy to store. And then you just you bring it out when you need it and you add water. Uh, and it's delicious. I mean, th- this stuff has come a really long way. And uh, the guys at My Patriot Supply work on this stuff really hard to make sure it's just right. It's they, and they don't release it. They don't offer it for sale until it is right. Mm-hmm. 888-411-5290 is the number to call to buy some. 888-411-5290 or preparewiththeblaze.com. It's preparewiththeblaze.com. Ah. <sighs> 
Hi. Hi, and welcome back to the program. Thank you. It's great to be here. Uh, did you know that Jeff Sessions is the Attorney General of the United States for like the next for 12 the time seconds? being, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, he, uh, the, the escalation has happened. It's actually continued this morning. We'll give you the latest tweets here in a second, but watch this first. But I am disappointed in the Attorney General. Uh, he should not have recused himself almost immediately after he took office. And if he was going to recuse himself, he should have told me prior to taking office and I would have quite simply picked somebody else. Faulty timeline once so again. So I think that's a bad thing, no. not for the president, but for the presidency. I think it's unfair to the presidency. Uh, <coughs> and uh, that's the way I feel. Thank you. So uh, there you go. So this morning, uh, again, we got another hit from, from on the Sessions Parade. Yeah, big time. Uh, why didn't AG Sessions replace acting FBI Director Andrew McCabe? A Comey friend who was in charge of Clinton investigation, but got dot 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 onto the next tweet dot 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 big dollars seven hundred thousand dollars in parentheses for his wife's political run from Hillary Clinton and her representatives drained the swamp. Uh, of course, much of that is not <laughs> true. Uh, first of all, Hillary Clinton didn't give any money to McCabe's wife. Um, the, the Democratic apparatus did. Now, of course, mm. she's tied to the Democratic apparatus pretty closely. Um, and, but, you know, this is, this is basically a, uh, the idea that a Democratic governor gave money to a bunch of Democratic candidates who were running in Virginia, which happens in every state. Every single time there's a governor, they all have their little act, political, action, political action groups that give money to lower candidates so they can get their support. It's pretty rich. all the time, very standard. Pretty amazing mm -hmm. for him to have the balls to accuse somebody else of... of Giving money to Hillary when he's given money. I mean, he's given money to Hillary Clinton. <laughs> he himself, admittedly, has donated to the funds of Hillary Clinton and Nancy Pelosi and, and Democrat after Democrat. And then he's got the nerve to bring up somebody's payment. Right, come on now. Come on. I mean, it's obviously absurd from that perspective. Oh, uh, golly. And also, uh, the McCabe, who is the guy he's talking about. Um, was not involved at all in the Russia investigation when he got the money. So, I mean, he got the money years before. Was it two years? Was it two years before or a year before, Jeffy? Do you know? I don't. Off the top of my head, I don't remember. Don't but remember. when she ran, it, th there was no Russia investigation. Right. So it had nothing to. It wasn't like he got paid for the Russia investigation. I, you know, I, I don't know. And again, like, why Sessions? Why are you beating up on this guy who's been so incredibly loyal to you? And by the way, is, is actually advancing the things. He's one of the only people in the administration doing anything. I mean, he's at least advanced a few things as far as the border goes. I don't think they've gone really far, but they've, they've advanced a few things. Outside of Pruitt, uh, in the EPA, and Ajit Pai, maybe, at the FCC. I mean, he's been one of the more productive members of the, of the administration. Um, so, I don't know. That one's a strange one. Um, so, uh, Brit, I will say there's been a large pushback on um, uh, the people, uh, who, on the Sessions thing. Um, there is a there's been a, a pretty big pushback. A lot of senators. I don't know if we have a list or anything. We might have had one in our prep uh, file over there. I don't think I noticed it. But there was one. Uh, you know, we were talking about that of being like, OK, I know probably I would say 10 senators, Republican senators came out and supported Sessions. Now, that's pretty rare for these guys because they have no spines and they think they, that Trump might hurt them. Um, and mm. so they're backing Sessions, which is pretty interesting. Um, here's Britt Hume uh, talking about kind of that same thing. I think the president has a peculiar concept of what the attorney general's job is. He seems to think the attorney general is some kind of goalie for him 
to protect him from you know mm -hmm. whatever may come his way from forces that he mm -hmm. finds inimical to him. That's not the job of the attorney no, general. It's mm -hmm. it, it isn't. And the attorney general's job has always been a little apart from other cabinet jobs. The attorney general has to be the man who enforces the nation's laws uh, involving everybody, including the president. Right. And and a strong attorney general helps the president by you know doing that job well. And at times when required, giving the president advice as to how he, the president, should stay out of trouble. Um, the, the president, this whole recusal uh, argument that the president makes that he, that he should have uh, let him know he was going to do it. Well, maybe a couple of days ahead of time, maybe he should have. But but the circumstances that gave rise to his recusal hadn't really uh, hadn't really come about. Thank they had not. At the time when when the president appointed him. So huh. it's it's. You know, it, it doesn't really make any sense. His case against no. Sessions on the on accusal doesn't really make any sense to me. No, it does not. Uh, how difficult was that mm, hard to get for through. Tucker Carlson? Mm -hmm. Hearing that from Britt Hume when Tucker Carlson has his nose firmly up the rectal cavity of the President of the United States. <laughs> I mean, that cannot be withdrawn. That had to be tough to, to, to listen to. Because what are you going to say to Britt Hume? Hume. I mean, he's right. Yeah, he's right. He's right on everything there. So let me throw this out here, because we've had this. Uh, this is just a theory. Oh, boy. It's a theory, and I'm not saying I believe it, but it's a theory. Mm -hmm. Can we get that out of the way? Yes. So we've been going back and forth about why would you do this if you're, if you're Donald Trump? Think of the things he's done. He's uh, attacking his own attorney general. Mm -hmm. He is attacking Mueller, who's in the middle of running a, a campaign against you. You attack Comey. Uh, who was in the middle of running a, excuse me, that can't be an investigation against you. You have uh, McCabe, who's the acting director of the FBI, and you're attacking him outwardly. All these people outwardly. Why on earth would you do that? What would make you do something like that? The only way that I can think of that it makes any sense. Two ways. I'll give you two. One, Donald Trump is erratic, and he just does crazy things. And he just throws out tweets whenever he feels like it. And he just likes to get in fights and blah, 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 blah. Okay, right. that whole thing that we kind of all mm -hmm. assume. Mm -hmm. The only other well, that's way. The, that's the story they like to push. <laughs> he's erratic. Right. He's, well, that's, that's just Donald. And you know what? It fits with Donald because it seems that way. He, he doesn't ever seem to have a greater plan on anything. Mm -hmm. However, there is one other thing that fits here, which is he actually did collude with the Russians and knows yes. they're going to uncover it in yes. this investigation. And, he needs to and so he's getting out in front of it and he's saying all these people are against me now before it comes out yes. so that later on he can blame these people who just hate him because he attacked him on Twitter. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it's not completely implausible. No, Again, not. I'll mm -hmm. say that I have never believed it. I never believed he colluded with the Russians. I still don't, though they obviously did at least once attempt to collude with Russians. Uh, not on the hacking, though, but on, uh, you know, trying to get uh, damaging information from Clinton, which is a different scale. I mean, it really is. It's just a it is very disturbing, but it's not necessarily uh, to the level of you know, anything bigger. But let's just say, put yourself in the perspective, you're Donald Trump. You go through this thing, you're, in, you, you're desperate, you don't think you're going to win, you're taking every advantage you can get. At some point, you do get a call from the Russians. At some point, they do offer some services. At some point, you do take advantage of them. You know you're going to get snagged in this thing. You know Manafort's going to squeal or mm -hmm. somebody's gonna somebody squeal going to squeal on you. To. So you have to make these people into they've been my enemy the whole time. Even the people I appointed are my enemies on this. 
and they're all targeting me irrationally. And you build that up over months and months and months. So when the investigation comes out and shows you actually did something, you can say it was all politically motivated. I, I don't, I've, I've I mean, of never believed that. this out. They've all been against me. I it's, think it's definitely plausible. It's, it's, I still think it's a 10% chance type of thing. Cause I, mm-hmm. uh, but it's the only thing that actually rationally explains the way he's acting. Now, of course, he doesn't act rationally. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, it could very well be that he's just nuts and does whatever he feels like and doesn't think beyond 10 seconds in the future. Very plausible. But it's not completely implausible that this is a thing he's doing intentionally. No, it's not completely implausible at all. And it is plausible to think that, yeah, he acts erratic and is crazy like that, but that's what got him into trouble with the collusion, if it happened. And now he's got to overplay his erratic, crazy behavior to make up for it so that in the end, when it comes out, like you said, he can say, hey, they've all been against me. Yeah, and he'll say, uh, well, you know, well, of course, they're, yeah. you know, uh, Trump's been bashing Mueller and saying he wants to fire him. Of course yeah. he comes course out, he with out with this crazy stuff about yeah. Trump. I mean, how, you know you're going to hear that from every Twitter account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, every Twitter account's going to adopt that in the second something bad would, were to come and out about, and about it. They don't have, have to come out bad. I mean, we're already seeing some of that anyway. You know it's probably going to find something. They're going to make up something. I mean, they're I, it's all, I mean, it's not implausible. You don't have to make up anything with this guy. <laughs> I did you, though, I never thought. You don't have to make up anything. You don't. You, you, don't. Got, you got plenty of actual mm-hmm. actions to take advantage of if that's what you want to do. 888-727-BECK. More patents to it coming up. It's a happy it's day. Not, it's, it's a happy impossible. day with the government again. It's not impossible. It yeah. I mean, it's possible. Like, who knows? Hi, oh, wow. times two, 888-727-BECK. It's a pretty interesting op-ed I'm reading right here. Yeah? Yeah, it's about uh, how Islamophobia is very dangerous from CNN.com. I just <laughs> happened to pick it up from a couple of years ago. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, all, it's a ranting about how, you know, we really need to understand Muslims. They're not all bad, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a interesting. Uh, it's a really good read. I, I would highly recommend it. Uh, the author, by the way, uh, Imran, uh, Imran Awan. Imran Awan? Yeah. Huh. Where do I know that name from? I know that name from somewhere. Yeah, I know that name from somewhere. You might remember him from from yesterday's program. He's the guy that just got uh, arrested. That's right. He's past Um, long guy. When he was Mm -hmm. trying to leave the country, Mm -hmm. he was Debbie Wasserman Schultz's IT person who was trying to leave the country with... uh, After after they seized uh, smashed hard drives uh, from his um, establishment... And uh, he was trying to leave the country and uh, got arrested. And now, huh. he's been, now he's been fired, however, by Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Finally? I want you to know that he's finally oh, been that, fired. Is that actually true? Because of the latest story, I, I mean, one story I saw last night that he had not. He had, I think it just No, and she's been protecting him happened. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty shady. I, that's pretty. The Debbie Wasserman, I feel like that's going to add badly. She's, yeah. Ooh, it, she's it, looking like, a little rough It has to, right? Too, boy. Yeah. She's like, you know, she already lost her gig. I mean, wow. She is looking uh, a little rough right there. I babe. feel like this one ends like Tom DeLay land wow. for her. Do, doesn't you it think? feel like that? You remember, Tom, yeah. you know, yes. you remember Tom DeLay like, had that big high-profile mm-hmm. role for a while and then got all sorts of corruption stuff and mm-hmm. kind of it ended poorly. Yeah. Uh, you know, that yeah, sort sure of stuff did. does occur. Uh, I don't want to say Dennis Hester because 
I mean, he ended poorly, but really for another reason. Yeah, that was really bad. Oh, well, did I offend you with that one, Jeffy? Did I offend you? Guy takes a couple of bucks out of the bank. <laughs> no, no, it, was it really wasn't that part of it. Uh, it was the other part you involving have a weird uh, appetite. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, and I, we should point out here before uh, we we uh, uh, move on that this is really not being covered by the mainstream media at all. This story, where an IT person of all things, after this freaking election, an IT person for the person who was basically ahead of the Democratic House, uh, you know, outside of Nancy Pelosi, but ahead of the DNC, um, she is uh, she has all sorts of shady stuff going on with she's involved in that email scandal then the her it person gets smashed hard drives seized from the house and tries to leave the country and gets arrested they're talking potential bank fraud god only knows what else mm-hmm. really very little pickup from the mainstream media so on this one, stunningly uh so we'll try to keep following that that, that should be one that we kind of do what we can to uh, stay on top of because that uh, there's something going on it's, there. It's serious. Mm-hmm. It really is. Uh, also, CNBC uh, has discovered that there are ways that money can buy you happiness. Uh, apparently, that. that's according oh. to science. Uh, number one, pay for services that give you more free time. Uh, according to a new study by Norton and Will- Willens, Hiring others to do drudge work boosts your happiness. So, like, if you don't like doing the lawn uh, and you hire somebody to do that for you, that can actually help your happiness. This is a true principle, as you may know. Uh, but when I was young, I, I want to swear, hated mowing the lawn. I mean, to the mm-hmm. point of, like, it, uh, that and, and shoveling snow. Those two things, oh, I despise yeah. with so much intensity me, oh, me that the, the second I had enough money, the second I had enough money, it was a terrible purchase at the time. Mm-hmm. I, I did, should not have been able, I should not have spent money on mowing the lawn at this point, but I did anyway. It was, like, one of the first luxuries I ever, uh, you know, uh-huh. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, I hated it. Hey, I, <laughs> I moved out of the state of Michigan hating shoveling snow in mm. winter so bad. Mm-hmm. Moved yeah. to Florida, and I can remember the first morning laying in my corner apartment, listening to the lawn service of this apartment complex mow the lawn, thinking to myself, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's me. I, we, we had some, we had, uh, the, oh, yeah. the guy was over mowing the lawn the other day, and I was playing with my kids, and I, I, it actually struck me. I was like, you know, look at this. Like, he's, he is earning his living. He is doing a good job. He's, uh, you know, he's, he runs his own company. Good for him. Awesome for him. And I come here and I do my job. And I take the currency I earn from this job and I give it to him. Why? So I can be playing with my kids instead of mowing the lawn. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Made me a hell of a lot happier. Yes. So I, this one is absolutely mm-hmm. confirmed. So, I mean, that's according to science. You can't argue with science, no, right? They're right in every single case. You cannot. You can't argue with science. Mm-hmm. So don't. Never. Uh, also... Spend money on others. Makes oh, you happy. Okay. Regardless of income, most people tend to spend uh, any discretionary funds they have on themselves. But buying something for yourself doesn't do much for your happiness. Spending money on others does. That could be in the form of a gift or a donation to charity. And the price tag doesn't much matter. So that's kind that, of interesting. Jeffy? Did you hear that? I just want to make sure okay. Jeffy heard that particular one. Mm-hmm. If you actually give something to someone at some point in your life, it will make you happier. <laughs> Okay, I know that. Oh, do you? I do. What's wrong? Why are you looking at me like that? I give stuff to people all the time. You've never done anything like that. Oh, that is not true. Well, the exception of the first first dose of drugs. I got it. Outside of that, 
You've never given anything to anyone. I mean, I wouldn't call it a dose, but I give people stuff all the time. Okay. okay. What's next? All right. Buy experiences, not stuff. Uh, one of the most common yeah. things people do with their money is get stuff. I actually like stuff. Things, though, don't make you happy. I disagree with that. <laughs> I think there have been a few things that have made me happy. <laughs> yes, uh, I would agree. Yeah. Um, I, I think, though, there is something to this in that, like, if you can buy, like, you know, a, you know, a vacation or um, yeah, a cool right. experience with your family or your friends, mm-hmm. like, you get a lot out of that. And that makes, I think that does increase your happiness. I'll As tell you what else to, you... Like, like, you know, my wife buy, buys stuff the way that they're talking about, I think. Like, she'll buy a, a, you know, it's a new side table for the bed. And it's like, I don't think that actually makes you happier. It might make the room look a little bit nicer. And I think the whole package of a, a nice-looking home... An organized home does make you happy. So yes, it I, does. I do. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I think that is. You know, the right home can make you happy. I'm, I'm pretty happy about where we live. And if you live in a nice place, that, that increases your happiness, right? Yeah. If you're comfortable, if you enjoy being there. Jeffy got a new refrigerator box uh, that he's he did, in now, and he's, and he's it's, really it's really pretty clean so those far. Those are nice. I'm told and that they're coming out with new AC boxes that are made of particle board. I'm looking forward to that. Oh wow, that's okay. great. That's a great. That's great Hoping for you. To get to that as the fall comes. <laughs> it's a real, real <laughs> improvement in your life. Uh, is that it? Because this is a great list so far. I think these are really good. Sure yeah. are. Is that it? They are good. More? Uh, there's only three apparently. Three things no. that can make you uh, that you can buy with. Uh, with your money, that will make you happier. That's a good list for radio, actually. We should do that. Yeah, yeah, we, we should, should, we do should that because list. I we should do that. Now, Jeffy, when you buy experiences, it's normally people. Makes um, you happy. Stu. I will say this. Mm-hmm. There's a level of, of money that actually does purchase happiness. And that goes, because I think what they're talking here is like you're, you're middle class or above. Mm-hmm. You buy an extra possession. Maybe that doesn't increase your happiness how, that right. much. However, the, the, the crossover from survival uh, there's like the first stage of survival. You need to eat. You're in Africa. You're in Ethiopia. You need to eat food. The next one, you get to that point of like, I got to have a place to live and pay my bills. Yes. You know, I just got to pay my bills. Then there's a little bit above that. that from that level of p- being able to just survive and pay my bills to, okay, I can get a few things that I like and enjoy my life a little bit and, 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 and have a couple, go out to dinner, yes. to, to, to maybe it buy a nice present for your, pres- your friends. Yeah, if you're not worried yeah. about paying your bills all the time and you, you know you have enough money to pay your bills mm-hmm. uh, uh, every month yep. and you've got that going and you've got some discretionary income that you can also spend. And, and Even if it's you know, 30 bucks, I can it, remember in the days of being right. happy to have 30 that, damn dollars. In that my helps. Life. It does. It does help you be happier. I think. It really does. There's a, there's a, the, I think the, the upper middle class to upper class crossover, wherever that line is, mm-hmm. is not as exciting yeah. um, and maybe doesn't increase your happiness because it does do other things. It, 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 you know, it might increase stress levels or whatever. Um, so like that might not like come up with a scientific reading on an increase in happiness. But those lower levels, as you cross up those lower levels, man, I remember I crossed them all mm-hmm. with the exception of the Ethiopian one. I never had the Ethiopian uh, level of uh, survival. But we had, I mean, we grew right. up in a, in a family that, you know, did not have an easy time paying its bills uh, a lot, mm-hmm. uh, struggled with money a yes. lot. I went off on my mm-hmm. own and, and had no money. I've told mm-hmm. the story where, you know, went to um, Hot Now. Jeff, you will remember Hot Now from Florida. If you're down in the south, you might remember that chain as well. 39-cent burgers, 39-cent fries, 39-cent sodas. And I had to choose. It's a good life right there. It was, it was very nice. And the, and the what, uh, $1.17 that it would come to, uh, plus I don't even know if it had tax or not on it, but it was something like that. It was, yeah. it was under $2 for sure, that I, whatever meal I used to buy. And I remember choosing, I really want food, but I have no gas. 
So I took my car and I drove to Hot and Now with my last like dollar twenty five, and I did not make it back. Uh, and my car died on the side of the road. Um, so I got my burger and fries and soda. And I also caused a somewhat major car accident, um, which was a problem, but not for me because uh, you know, I, I know it wasn't my fault. I just my car my car died. I mean, I was, was on the side of the road. And the <laughs> officer, I remember telling me, he goes, "You were really lucky because if that if that first car." did not if it hit your car you would have been at fault for this accident but what happened was he jammed on the brakes and stopped before my car and the cars behind him hit them so i was okay and i would have said uh officer how would it have been my fault uh they hit me so why don't you back off florida state trooper would you would you have said that's that? what i would have said <laughs> <Tough guy. laughs> i can remember moving to florida though i yeah. mean without a car walking Finding work and walking to work, and then that first car, uh-huh. you know, feeling like oh, the freedom yeah. of the first car. Oh, that make you happier. I had an 81 yes. Skylark at that time that died on the side of the road. I, mean, I had a, mm-hmm. it was a 67 Oldsmobile Delta 88. I love that freaking car. That That's gave a big me car, some right? Was, freedom, man. Yeah. Yes. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents too coming up in a second. Eighty. And we should point out that Pat never struggled. That's why I didn't share a story. Right. <laughs> yes. It's been a gravy dream my whole life. <laughs> really. Hard. Deep-fried, oh my god. Oh, man. Okay, let's, let's get through this. We can do it. We can do this. I believe that I've found a story that's not only fake news, but it's also a story that just keeps repeating itself over and over again when websites or newspapers don't have, they have to fill something, they got a, they got a reporter that's on a deadline, and they just, they just use this story as fill. I like this. This is real reporting from you here. Because I like this. A few months ago, I told you the story about the guy from, reportedly, from Katy, Texas, who uh, ordered a prostitute but then discovers it's his wife. And I thought, no way, that's not, that's no, a that's fake a, story. That's a fake story. It's a fake story. Right. It's a fake story. It's just, they just want to beat up on prostitution. A big surprise headline. And it guy was. Guy catches uh, his wife being a prostitute. Well, his wife catches her husband, too, ordering a prostitute. Right. Right. So that's a double edged sword right yes, there. Yes, it is. That's not good for that marriage, I'm no, thinking. No, it is not. No, it is not. Well, <laughs> last week, uh-huh. a couple months down the road, Lexington, South Carolina man horrified after booking a prostitute and his own wife arrived. Mm. I'm telling you, not real. it's the same stupid story. Yeah, it's not real. It's not real. It's just a different website, a different town, and it's a different town that's, uh, you know, a, not a known, you know, like Houston, yep. L.A., it's, yep. you know, Katie's just outside mm-hmm. of Houston. It helps the specificity. It, like, yes. when, when you make it a, a town that kind of, oh, well, why would they Lexington, just put it in South Houston? South Carolina? So Katie wait, is uh, where I lived when I lived in Houston. Uh, yeah, right. I remember that. So is this story about you or? No, okay. I don't live there anymore. Um, so let me ask you this, Jeffy. I wanna, I'm asking you the, the in-depth nature of your reporting here. Is this oh, you? That's a tough one. I know. Is this you just noticing two stories and saying these can't be real? Or are you saying these are legitimate fake stories that they're just repeating around the internet? Like, are you? I think this is a legitimate fake story. But you that don't they're know. Just no. You, I, saw, I saw the one story, okay. the Katy, Texas, which I thought, no way. Come on. And now, and then, you know, a couple months later, two, about three months, we're looking at, I see a Lexington, Kentucky headline with the same thing. And I'm like, no way. And where did you find no. these stories? What website were they on? On the internet. I know where. Where? On the internet. What where on the internet? site have you been on? Well, this one was... What is this, this one? Okay, the first one was... Oh, the, 
Yes. Both the same site. I told you. Really? And what's the name of the site? Both the same site. United News. <laughs> oh, and United News. I bet you anything is a fake news. United for, for United News. News.org. Yeah, no way. Dot org? I've never oh, heard of United News. Well, well, I guess the dot org you think it has more yeah. credibility, but yeah. I don't know. Let's see. I don't know either. Well, We're going to look at this one. I, I like this. Uh, they're both this the same good. site. And I'm just, just like, come on now. Now, what are the odds that this this one site is the only story, repeat, or the only site that's Not picked up, up by anybody else? No way. Come on. Fake news. Right. Mm-hmm. Fake news. Mm-hmm. Right. Fake and not real. Mm-hmm. And I also have some sad news for you, oh, no. Stu. Um, I was looking because of the trailer that we ran yesterday for... Um, Oh, uh, are you talking about the the uh, physics movie? The, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, had August third at the end, and I thought, what? That can't be. But that's from. Uh, it actually is. It was just a trailer, not from the United States. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, but, I know it's out this weekend because we bought it tickets. Is, it, <laughs> it is out this weekend in many places around the country. But did you realize that uh, Japan has to wait until October? Oh for gosh. this physics movie. I, I mean, how are they going to even know? I think the island could capsize because of that. <laughs> how are they even going to know? I mean, it, all through August, uh, it still opens us. So we're fortunate, fortunate enough to be able to see it this Good to weekend. live in the United States yes, of America. It is. It really I, is. Yes, it is. I thought you were going down another road, um, which is there, because there's a story today that pisses me off more than any story in America right now. I could care less what happens with health care. I don't care. Mm-hmm. They are supposedly, reportedly, pulling Coke Zero off the shelves. I knew it. Didn't I tell Are you that? Are you effing why? kidding me? Did why? I not tell you that there was a problem with that not why long ago because I couldn't they? find it anywhere? Well, no way. I don't know that they've pulled it off yet, but they're going to replace it with Coke Zero Sugar, yeah. which is some other formula they've been using overseas and they think is selling well. So they're, gonna, it's, they're doing the new it. Coke thing to it. They're going to freaking get rid of this, and then in two weeks they're going to be back with Coke Zero, they've new Coke Zero. All the, all the fountain machines don't have Coke Zero anymore. They have been, It seems like it's No Coke up. Zeros at the fountains at all. And they, for a while, some of the, even the big box stores didn't have the pallets of the Coke Zeros. And now that's, they brought some more in there, but it's, I mean, it's not I, overstocked. This is legitimate jihad land for oh, me, guys. Uh, uh, if they, I don't know. Stu, I, I, I might have to join a group or something. I, is there a Coke I, Zero well, we jihad? Start I, can, I mean, I mean start I'm all one. for it. This is infuriating. Why would you? You have 9,000 flavors. Just add a new flavor if you want to try Right. One. You don't need to pull one off the market. You got 9,000 of them. Leave it on. Oh, infuriating. Sure learned a lesson today. Sure, sure did. learned a lesson in that sure commercial break. You know, did. some commercial breaks you might not. I don't care about that product. I don't want anything that they just tried to sell me. Mm-hmm. But then other times, there's other commercial breaks, Jeffy, in which I you know. learn something oh, really valuable. Information. Maybe about people that you know and care about. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you learn something that identifies a hidden flaw huh. 
in a character of someone you work with every day. Have well, you ever had a moment like that, Jeffrey? You know, remarkably, Stu, I just had, I mean, we must have, it's a parallel. In the same commercial break? Parallel <laughs> commercial break. Oh, my gosh, because I'm sure it's not the same observation. Uh, Surely it's not that there's a ju- bunch of food out there and that Pat went <laughs> and ate an entire meal on, in the, the commercial break and did not bring any back for us. Are your guys' legs, legs broken? or uh, If I brought it back for you, it'd be sitting right here getting cold, and you wouldn't be able to eat it because we're on the air. You would have had to get mm. up and follow me to the food if you wanted some, but you didn't do it. And I said, I'm going to get food. Oh. Nobody came with me. That's because what you said, what you I'm going to get food. So I, nobody heard you? It doesn't strike me as a stage five employee. I'll say that. It does not. No, it does not. In fact, Stu, you know what it reminds me of? I mean, we could bite me in the negatives. <laughs> you know it's not stage five. It's sitting here bitching about it. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, you're very right about that. Uh, okay, so um, <laughs> the New York Times has a story out that everyone's using to confirm what they already believe, uh, which is that the NFL Boy, is, this is a big deal murdering sure uh, people but because of the CTE study. They've killed nearly every person who's ever played football. That is essentially... Uh, but what people don't do is, of course, read the story. So here's what it says. Dr. Anne McKee, a neuro, uh, neuropathologist, has examined the brains of 202 deceased football players. Broad survey of her findings was published on Tuesday in the Journal of American Medical Association. Of the 202 players, 111 of them played in the NFL, and 110 of those were found to have a chronic traumatic uh, well, CTE. I'm not going to even try to pronounce the last word. But <clears throat> So CTE. So that's the one where you have... Encephalopathy? That's why I didn't try it. Yeah, right because it seemed really hard. Yeah. Um, so the big thing, the takeaway out of this is 111 NFL players, 110 have this had this CTE. Okay, um, 110 out of 111. So only one had no trace. There is no debate. Of CTE. The debate is over. The debate is over. What is the problem? Think critically for a moment. What is the problem with a study like this? What is the problem? <laughs> well, you don't have to think critically because they tell you in the story. The set of players posthumously tested by Dr. McKee is far from a random sample of NFL retirees. Quote, there is a tremendous selection bias, end quote. She has cautioned. The author of the study has cautioned there is a selection bias. Well, first of all, you have to have people who are already dead, right? Because you're not not, uh, examining their mind. Uh, Secondly, you have to have people who have been turned in by by family members who are worried about CTE. Right. And that is, of course, what's happened here. The families have donated specifically because the former player showed signs of CTE. So if you see signs of CTE and they die early, then, yeah, they probably have CTE is really all we've learned here. And this is a group. They were in age from um, 23 to 89. So they could have been young and Mm -hmm. died or all the way up to 89 and died. But and somewhere along the way, their family members thought maybe they had this. Right. But I mean, it is startling in that every one of them did. Except for one. I mean, that's a lot. That that is, it's a concern. Although it's a concern. How do you know that just about everybody doesn't have some form of this? And that's I mean, the thing they've never done studies really yeah. on other groups. Go go search other groups and see if they have it too. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, is this? And this is the problem with this is they don't know if everybody who plays baseball right. or extreme sports. Uh, or works at a factory, or they, they don't know, they have no idea how, what the percentage of people who die with CTE is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, they have no idea. So, because they, they have not been studying it that long. Remember, it's what, 2000, it was, it was about a year before the NFL really started bringing this to attention that they discovered CTE. 
um, uh, outside of one doctor. It really didn't get any medical acceptance until mm -hmm. a year. It was even it was like nine months yeah. uh, before the NFL started putting in um, protections for it. So the idea that this is something that they understand well enough, they don't. Um, we had a doctor. We've had doctors on the program, and they talk about look, you know, these are people who are uh, you know work for NFL teams or have worked in it for NFL teams in the past. And they say, look, there's way more that we don't know right now than we do know. Yeah. We're still trying to figure this stuff out. And all the all the studies are a little bit flawed because of things like this, yeah. like the selection bias for one thing. Um, they actually they actually looked at 202 people who'd play football from high school to college to NFL, CFL, and um, so the whole spectrum. Mm -hmm. And I think they found 89%, was it, of all football players have had this? And then it was over 99% in the NFL. And so there is some, there's a worry there, right? In yeah. that you'd say, okay. They, 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 they looked at 14. Mm -hmm. They looked at, the good news is, for high schoolers, they looked at 14 high school kids and only two of them, I think, had it. So two out of 14. So a small, smaller percentage Smaller there. percentage in high school. It gets much larger in college and then a really large. And we don't pro. know, so do it, we know when the players, you know, there's so many outliers, but I mean, when those high school players started playing football, you know, was it when they were eight? Or yeah, was don't it know. When right. they and were sixteen they exactly. or fifteen they or they sixteen. Was is it a hereditary thing? It's another thing that some doctors yeah. believe in that it could be something that people are much more uh, likely to get it with certain characteristics. Right. But the issue here is, if you looked at this and you said, okay, <clears throat> people who are in high school have it at a low percentage. People who have it in other sports, uh, higher levels, have it in a higher percentage. And then the NFL, it's almost exclusive. From that, you can uh, think to yourself, well, it must be the harder hits that are causing this. The issue is that it's only applicable if you have a random sampling of players. If, you're taking, if you put selection bias into this, where you're taking players who are themselves coming in and saying, hey, we think we have someone who problems, has CTE, yeah. mm -hmm. you can't. You can't take that out of the study. It is an interesting thing, and look, mm -hmm. we all want more studies on this because you know we want to be. You know, no one wants to lose Something's the NFL wrong here, but right? we, we we all know. I mean, it's starting to look like there's definitely a problem. It's well, just, I mean, just grown humans are bashing into each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and of course, I, there's a problem. And, yeah, and, they and they're also, gigantic humans too. Yes. They're huge. They're, they're fast. fast. They're, they're strong. strong. Right. And, and let's be clear. I mean, they, there are already a zillion health problems that go along with football. It's not. Yes. It's, you're making a choice here. Yeah. And that you're is your body this, this is not a, this is not slavery. Uh, even though some people who have signed giant contracts have They've said, said things that. like that. Yeah, um, when you're making $14 million, wait, uh, that doesn't fit the definition of slavery. Right, it is uh, not. You're aware of that. And, yeah, they and, are not. And very... so, many, so many have already said no matter what, they would, they would still continue to do they, it. Yes, and they I, have. I, I use my son as an example yes, who, who, who retired, you know, stopped playing NFL because he was tired of being hurt. And, uh, you know, I, every beginning of football season, um, you know, he's like, Man, I miss being out there. Yeah, a friend of mine for, I mean, for he the wants to play football. Mm -hmm. he still wants to play. Yeah, friend of mine who played for you know the A's and the and uh, and uh, who else he played for the A's and the Dodgers mainly, um, but basically gave up trying to come back because of the same thing. Yeah. It was like constantly hurt, yeah. constantly rehabbing, constantly going through that cycle. At some point, you just want to walk around and feel okay. Right. Yeah, that's, that's why I gave up my NFL career. That's why. You're, that's the same same reason. You're what I now? Just, so you're my familiar NFL with, career, I, you're, you're yeah, familiar. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I you, mean, so you face these struggles? You face the same thing. Yeah, oh, wow. same thing. My body's just getting too broken up, and so I had to stop it and go into radio. And luckily, his, his, so. he's recovered so well that he can walk to get food and come all the way back without <laughs> right. any pain you at all. You notice that, yeah. Well, I, that's the stretch, saying I had no pain at all. <laughs>
<laughs> There's a good deal of data. Okay. Um, so uh, <laughs> this is interesting. There's a news story from Fox News about this uh, documentary that's on Netflix. Um, it's called What the Health. Have you watched this yet? No. I've seen it a bunch of times. Now, th- you might really? think, hey, Stu, you're, you're a vegetarian and you're annoying about it. Which I'm kind of annoying about it, but not too much. You're not um, really. No, I'm, I don't think I'm annoying no, about not. it, but you know, I, I hate to. You're not. Yeah, thank you. I wish I could say that you yeah. were, and I guess I could. But yeah, you you're could, not. but I'm not. So, but it's, you might say, "Hey, you're a vegetarian. Wouldn't you want to watch something about this? Because it's all about converting to veganism and all this other stuff." The answer to that is no. I, I, I am very much actually, I am actually much more pro. You know, all the things that people who uh, do food blogging tell you not to like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, probably more than most people who who eat meat. I mean, like I am absolutely one thousand percent pro chemical. Give me more of them. Um, so I'm really not in this vibe at all. However, this happened with the documentary uh, called I think it was called Fast Food Nation. It was a book and a documentary. Um, does anyone remember that one? Um, it was from I'd say mid two thousands. And the reason I remember it is because of the very first episode of the CNN headline news show, the one we shot, which I think was the pilot for that show. Um, we had the author of the book on, and Glenn, what, he, couldn't, he couldn't see McDonald's. Glenn. No, no, he couldn't see Glenn. So they were having a nice conversation, and in the middle, Glenn would just be taking bites of, like, a Big Mac. He was eating a Big Mac <laughs> while this guy was saying, never eat fast food. It was really funny. Anyway, um, so uh, it was one of those situations where, oh, see, that? See, look, now we've got food coming. This would be good. So now we've got some food coming. Oh, wow. Uh, and then this will be. Oh, wow. This will be. Yeah, well, yeah. How much did you give to Jeffy? Did you, did you have three burgers in front? No, I don't have three burgers. She brought food for her, too. She just set it on my desk. I don't believe you. Anyway, so, uh, so it was one of those things that kind of changed people's uh, eating uh, habits, uh, where people would be like, one over. You know what? I'll give you another example. Is the, the, the people at SeaWorld who are dealing with the Blackfish documentary. Every once in a while, there's a documentary that, that lights people's spirit to take some cause that they never believed they had before. And like, look, I love documentaries. I love them. Uh, I've made them. Uh, I love watching them. Uh, but they should not change your opinion on, on, a, on, a, on a life-held belief. It, may, it should spur investigation if it, if it entices you. But people will just like, oh, I watched that 45-minute documentary. Now I'm never going to eat a meat again. Like, that's not how you should make that decision. Uh, if you don't want to eat meat again, great. Uh, if you want to eat it, whatever. It's your call, right? But to change... A life, a long life philosophy based on 45 minutes or an hour is not really the way you should handle your life, in my opinion. Yeah, because a lot of these documentaries are one-sided yeah. anyway. And this yeah. one, I mean, you know. lo- looks like it is. There's a lot of, uh, it, it, the Fox News stories talks about um, how they have uh, sweeping claims about eating meat being equal to eating cigarettes. Uh, or, or, and, oh, come and, on. And, being, and this is what they do. They're like, this chemical is found in formaldehyde! And they'll try to scare you with that. Well, well, you know. Like, there was a new one that came out that said there was pesticides in, in certain ice creams. I think it was Ben and Jerry's, maybe? Yeah, it was. And the, do you know how much you'd have to eat to even have a noticeable amount? 145,000 servings a day. But what about the plastic? Oh, my gosh. So just the I'm, now, I'm in very big danger here. Though. You're very close to 145,000 a day. I'm very close to 145,000 servings a day. <laughs> but, I mean, these are ridiculous. Guys. They mean nothing. Everything <laughs> has toxicity at some level. Yeah. So, I mean, water has it. We've talked about this before. You drink mm-hmm. enough water, you will die. The point is, you still have water every day. Water is found in formaldehyde, too. It doesn't mean it's bad. Um, so, here is uh, the, the, the documentary, because this is interesting. They're saying people are switching to, uh, to a vegan lifestyle because of this documentary. Here's a trailer.
the diabetes, the arthritis, the heart disease, the dementia, Jeff, you're in this? the obesity, <laughs> the cancers are affecting about 70% of deaths. <laughs> we have an epidemic cascade of debilitating disease that's overcoming the country. 18% of children are morbidly obese right now. We're on par to have one in three people be diabetic in the next 25 years. That's crazy statistics. We have this very dangerous situation. Large amounts of these substances have unquestionably been associated with clogged arteries, high blood pressure, diabetes, autoimmune diseases. Absolutely, the science is solid. We're talking life and death. Health organizations have become co-opted. They are taking money from the very industries who are causing the problems. There's a very strong pharmaceutical industry and lobby that has a, a huge stake in preserving the status quo. We've got a $35 billion statin drug industry. This makes you want to eat meat again. And cheese if he has it. Big government's in bed with anyone that gives them the most money. These are government programs. Consumers have no idea. We consider it normal that a town the size of the town I grew up in gets wiped out every year. What if that many people were being killed by some terrorist group in the United States every year? We would find them. From a community standpoint, from all other aspects, we're in a state of emergency. They care more about cooperation than these people. They spend at least $138 million lobbying Congress. These companies oh, wow, really $138 have a million. Dollars. That might pay for a turtle tunnel. Information about their effects. Any little thing that comes up, man, they beat it to death. They are trying to silence people into not speaking out and not showing sure. another thing. If that's oh, where you want to go out. with this, I'm sorry, I'm not the person that you should be talking to. <clears throat> European, European association of side. Oh, do you believe that guy after you suckered him into an interview and then asked him ridiculous questions, decided to leave politely? I don't blame him, man. What I a moment! Don't blame him. I hate I that crap. That's, like, that's the old Michael Moore tactic. You know what? Here's the thing, and this is going to be stunning. I'm going to give you a shocking revelation mm -hmm. about food. Okay. <laughs> All of it in moderation. Oh my gosh! Whatever kind of food you like, faster. How dare you say that? How long? Yourself? How long we've been saying it? Eat it, it in moderation. And, how long and, we've been saying it? I mean, you want to talk about Everything moderation? Time? It's us. This is Everything how you do it. Everything in moderation. Right here. Let me give you Everything. The, this Here's the, the problem. Do we have health issues? You bet. Why? Because we don't. We eat don't eat in moderation. <laughs> I eat Speak way too yourself. much meat, and I tell I, I, I've I've admitted that my whole life. Way too much meat. And uh, so if you just <laughs> moderate your diet, if you just eat balanced meals, I mean, if, you know, red meat is not going to kill you. In fact, it was put here on earth by God for us to go ahead and eat. But you're, you're not supposed to eat it five times a day, every day. So, you know, ice cream, same thing. You could have it once or twice a week, maybe. And oh, still be okay. You meant yeah, you said right. weekend. You meant day. I meant a day. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, if you could probably eat enough broccoli, that it would kill you. I mean, all things mm -hmm. in moderation. Right. Look at right. like right. this is just one burger. Right. Thank well, you. you did just Thank have you, one on the way. No, I didn't. They, they actually didn't have. Oh, a burger you had a hot dog. There, but right. I did have a hot dog. Um, but I had a moderate hot dog. It was just a, a small one. It wasn't a foot long. Like, we're not saying we practice what we preach. <laughs> no, don't listen to uh, don't listen what we do. Listen to what we say. Exactly. That's what we always tell you. Exactly. Um, by the way, they mentioned at the end of this, uh, Troy Gardner, chief and owner of V Eats uh, Modern Vegan. Mm -hmm. In the past few days alone, I've had to come into contact with five different people who said they went vegan because of this documentary. That's a, uh, that's a Dallas restaurant. It's freaking awesome. Like, it's oh, like, really? Yeah. It's, it, it is, like, they make food mm. that does not taste like... It is not like us... You're not getting, like... 
annoying like Brussels sprout salad there. Like it's actually really good food. Like a lot of it's designed kind of like to be similar to uh, stuff you'd normally eat. And it's like a high-end restaurant. So uh, really good if you happen to be in Dallas and you actually would care. The, the, I mean, I literally could not be talking to one person in the audience as I say that. But if you're that if person. you hate me, you do, why you go do you eat want it. food that is similar to me? I know that. Well, that's not, I, that, that is, that's not the reason I hate it. I don't hate no, it. No, but a lot of people do. Yeah, a lot of people. And then, I've so I, I am interested by that. That looks just like a steak, so I'll eat it. Yeah, it's it's unusual. It's not though. It is unusual. I don't uh, get it. So, all right, triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too. It's you know inevitable. Just having a veggie burger. <clears throat> That's Yum. a good one. Coming up, spoons, in which we try a brand new flavor of Pringles, uh, which I'm kind of excited about. Uh, Elon Musk and uh, Mark Zuckerberg are in a battle for your soul. Uh, soon, one of them will be, of course, president of the United States. But until that happens, uh, they're talking and fighting about AI. Today on, on Twitter, Elon Musk dismissed Mark Zuckerberg's understanding of the threat posed by in artificial intelligence as limited. After the Facebook founder <coughs> disparaged comments Musk made on the subject earlier this month. Beef goes back to a speech where Musk warned that there needed to be regulation on AI development before it's too late. I keep sounding the alarm bell, but until people see robots going down the street killing people, they don't know how to react because it seems so ethereal. Uh, he said, adding the technology represents a fundamental risk to the existence of civilization. Zuckerberg responded, I have a pretty strong opinion on this. Uh, I think you can build things and the world gets better with AI especially. I'm really optimistic. I think there are people who are naysayers and try to drum up these doomsday scenarios. Are, I just don't understand it. It's really negative and in some ways I think it's pretty irresponsible. People who are arguing for slowing down the process of building AI, I find that really questionable. If you're, you're arguing against AI, you're <clears throat> arguing against safer cars that aren't going to have accidents. Now, that's a weird thing to say about Elon Musk, who is pushing very strongly yeah. for uh, his... Right, Jeffy? Uh, he's, uh, he's pushing pretty strongly, right, Jeffy? He is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> just jamming food into your fat face. I, during just the... I saw Jeffy just like, wiping his face of ketchup. <laughs> um, sorry, I didn't mean to... Uh, Yes, you did. Well, no, actually, that's exactly what I meant to do was to out yes. you as doing that. So, yes, I'm not sorry. I um, love the Battle of the Billionaires. I know. It's I fun. Know. It's I kind mean, of fun. I think there is a space uh, in between, the space in between, um, to quote, I think, a Dave Matthews song. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, so they, because I think, I, I think Musk does strike me as too apocalyptic about it. I mean, we've had a lot of things that yeah. could have changed he the world. He certainly has been ways. the last, I mean, the yeah. last. Six months, maybe, maybe a year. He really has been. I'm certainly not encouraging a regulation on these things. I think uh, regulation is—it's uh, not a good thing uh, for, for for really any of these developments. However, that being said, you you have to make sure you're applying ethics as you go through this. I think as an mm -hmm. entrepreneur, you don't want to do things. You have to be careful with it. Uh, and I, and I don't know. Will people do that? You, you could make I the argument. Know. No, I think that's what Musk is saying. But mm -hmm. I'd rather. Yeah, you know. Look, I don't. Do I think iRobot is the future? I mean. Uh, yes. No, I, I don't think it is. I mean, I think really? I, I don't think we're all going to die because of AI, but I do think we have to be. That only is true if we take it seriously. And, and what I think what Musk is trying to do uh, in part is just get people to think about it. Yeah, I think so just too. at least consider the possibility that we might want to, you know, consider that they could it could run into danger. I mean, 
and it really could. They've, he's brought up some interesting scenarios that I think deserve some introspection, perhaps. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a, little, so a little scary. We'll see. Uh, all right. Also, a Starbucks customer apparently attacked an armed robber. Uh, do we actually have the footage, some of, footage that? of that? Yeah. Let's take a look. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, there's uh, somebody walking in. This is not positive. Uh, he does not look like a real robber, though. Like, first of all, he's wearing like a Voltron mask. Yeah. He's uh, got a Transformers mask on. He's got and a, a big gun knife and a knife. And a gun. And he's got some sort of plastic bag that he got from a grocery store or a... Dollar General. Uh, yeah. It does not look like a real robbery. You're right. Because he just look, you know, he's just like not intimidating. His posture isn't an intimidating. Like everyone in the back is just like kind of standing there watching, sitting down. That's not real. <laughs> don't, that's... It's not real. That's questionable, I'd say. Mm. You think it's real? I think so. Huh. That's great, then. I mean, if, if it is, and that guy actually took that Where's action... Where's the help? Can you help this old guy, somebody? I know. Well, Starbucks Good probably... Good gosh. Star oh, it was on CBS News, so I'm sure that it's real. But the... Uh, <laughs> um, the Starbucks employees probably can't help her because they get fired. Probably would. But I mean, no wow. one is helping this That's guy. That's where is the help? Now <laughs> <laughs> it looks like an MMA battle. He's he's he took him to the ground and now he's doing his ground and pound in his flip flops. Uh huh. Uh -huh. That's why I don't think it's real. I don't know. I think it's real. I, I do. It does. It, I mean, it's not a very good viral video if they're doing a viral video. But I mean, mm. well, the guy's got a knife, you know, and he's obviously yeah. younger than had a knife and a gun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the uh, way he wow. handled Although it. Although the gun, I, I wonder if the gun was real because he pointed it and then he takes out the then knife. Then he takes out the knife and he moved the, the way he moved yeah. it from the other hand. It just didn't seem real. I, I will say this: it does not look like he's a a, a good uh, robber. You <laughs> no, know, what I mean, he, like there's some no. skill that goes into this, Jeff. You can explain this. I mean, a lot of people think they can just walk in and just committing crimes. And this good is at what it. happens when when you do. Mm -hmm. You have uh, you have mm. people, customers attack you. Right. When you come in to rob a place like that, you have to be intimidating to the entire store. I believe it at, was the, from the moment you walk in. Mm -hmm. I believe it was the documentary office space. So the guy got um, stabbed. He did get stabbed. Yeah. Wow. Got stabbed in the neck. I mean, it was <laughs> a real robbery. I just Jeez. feel like the guy wasn't very good at it. The thing is, too, if you got the surprise thing where you're hitting him over the head with a, with a chair, you better put him out. Yeah, definitely. You better right put then. him out yeah. right then. Yeah. And make it so that he's not, I mean, you, then after that, you need to make sure that he is immobile. Yeah. Um, but the documentary office space, um, in which some fine uh, IT workers were confused as to why regular dolts can get away with crime. Mm -hmm. And they were screwing it up. And they pointed out uh, they had more practice. Perhaps if we had some time. Uh, we could get good at it, too. Amen. So, okay. Practice makes, makes perfect. perfect. <clears throat> uh, apparently, a, D a Delta flight was delayed for two hours because the pilot of the flight and a flight attendant got into an argument. Uh, that would piss you off if you're, you know, uh, have to be someplace or you sure want to be would. somewhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's mm -hmm. the crew who are causing the delay mm -hmm. with some oh. sort of... Some sort of uh, disagreement. The actions of these crew members, as described, in no way reflects the respect, values, and professionalism we expect from our employees, according to Endeavor oh, Air. Imagine how pissed off you'd be. Uh, I'd be really crap. pissed. Oh, my gosh. Th that is, because uh, it's one thing, you know, weather is infuriating enough, mechanical problems, mm -hmm. really annoying. Then you, have the, then you have the issues with the, the other passengers. 
Uh -huh. Right? We've had we've had stories that even as other passengers, you're like, man, I'd be so mad. Why didn't the, someone just tell the passenger, you know, like like the the dock that got pulled off, you know, that got dragged off and smashed his face. Somebody yeah. could have stepped up for him and just ended the whole delay thing, or he could have finally, you know, he could have just given in. Instead, we've got the big debacle, and you're sitting there forever. But now you have employees that are holding up the flight yeah. because of some argument. Oh, come on. Yeah. That's true. Um, uh, so we also have this story from Fox News uh, about Michael Phelps and his uh, the Discovery Week uh, shark thing. Apparently he and, and Discovery are defending their Shark Week How? race between the, AI, or the, the uh, CGI shark and Michael Phelps when everybody just said it was, the way it was promoted was that Phelps was going to race a shark, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody thought it was going to be an actual shark and you were kind of wondering how are they going to keep it safe for Michael Phelps. How are you going to separate the two of them? Well, they're going to separate the two of them by uh, having one be real and the other wasn't. Yeah, like so. one way, one way to, to really separate them is to have it not happen. Yeah, um, which is have, the way they went with. What they went with was Michael Phelps swimming in water, which is something we've never seen before. Um, <laughs> but they put a CGI shark next to it, which is really, I mean, really, I, this happens, I feel like, every year with, with Shark Week, it does. too. They, they do, like, fake documentaries, and everyone yeah, whines yeah. about it. This might just be part of their promotional strategy. I don't know. <clears> I mean, because they, sure they, they really seem to overhype these things and then really, like, disappoint the audience, and they still just keep coming back and bumping their head against the fish tank every year. They sure do. And the, yeah, oh, yeah, the, it was the documentary The Mermaid or whatever, right? I thought it was, was wasn't there Megalodon? Wasn't that the giant shark? Oh, yeah, the giant yes. shark. Remember that from the yes. I think it was. I think it was the mermaid. Yeah. That might have been a different remember. side but anyway, you were on, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, never mind. So Phelps said, everybody wants to try to pick on something or say something or complain about something. I had fun racing a shark and seeing those animals up close and personal. If someone actually wants to get in the water and race side by side with a great white, go ahead. Well, that, that's not the point. Yeah, the point is you told people you're going to yeah, do it. Yeah, you said you were doing it, right. and and then when it doesn't happen, then of course people are are upset. I can think of another shark-related stunt that people were told that was going to happen, and then at the oh, end, uh, plug is pulled. Random excuses wind up keeping. Plug is pulled. Yeah, like uh, for example, I don't know, Glenn, Glenn Beck, Beck getting in a shark tank, which was scheduled, by the way, for uh, September twelfth, uh, thirteenth, fourteenth of two thousand one. Yeah, fourteenth. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, did it happen? Yeah. News did it happen? No. no, it did not. But that was true. We were building up to this big thing. Glenn was going to get into a Shark Tank with real sharks uh, at the Florida Aquarium. Yeah, and uh, and I remember because they have this huge tank there, and he's going to get in and swim around with the sharks. And you know, like it's one of those things that you seem think seems like it's going to be safe, but God only knows. Um, so we were rooting for something bad to happen because it would really help the ratings of a new. We were a newer show at the time, so we were really hoping that maybe he got bit or or mostly eaten. It was a big um, deal, man. We, we, it was. We had it was getting like coverage yes, and locally, and it was a big deal. And then um, you know, Muhammad Atta had something to say about our little bit, uh, we, we were not happy about. Uh, so we've yeah. been thinking about that since 1990. In Baltimore, oh, really? We were going to try it in Baltimore. We were going to try it in uh, Connecticut, uh, and. Clear Channel and uh, Scripps Howard uh, said no. Really? Yes. Well, they, it's weird. They let us. They, they must have just really no. not liked Glenn at that point. I, like, well, yeah, go well, ahead. No, they said it. there was too much liability. At they the said time, Florida nobody Aquarium, would I think, it. had just started being able to swim with the sharks or whatever, right? They were just opening, and there was going to be this big attraction with the sharks. Yeah. So I, I think the liability was more on them than us. Maybe. So yeah, because if, if I remember right, like they and, were allowing people to do it, like, yes. theoretically. Which and I don't obviously, know if they ever continued. 
That's Glenn. It's interesting. And it's yeah. like Glenn, and you're just like, well, was you he know, just going to broadcast from inside the Shark Tank? That's I think that was the, the yeah. idea, yeah. And then, yeah. Um, and then, you know, people are just like, eh, Glenn, like, you know, it would be like if he if he goes in there, it'll be intense radio, right? And if 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 he doesn't come out, well, that'd be great. And I think we were just looking at it as a side <laughs> benefit. It'd be great. It's a side benefit. It wasn't the main. We weren't trying to get him killed. No, we but if it did like, happen, if it happened, hey, whatever. You know, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll we have a good plan in place we, to promote it. Do you think there's it. a liability if we should stop it? No. Yeah. No, 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 just no. let it go. Just let it go. All right, more patents too coming up in a second. Triple eight seven two seven back. Spoons, which would go great with a, with a with some barbecue. Welcome to Spoons. It's a segment on this program we do each and every day in which we discuss the finer points of food technologies. Um, where is science bringing us in the future? <laughs> what cures for major illnesses could be enclosed in such items like these? Uh, Pringles Loud Mighty Mar Margarita Pizza. <laughs> now, the normal Pringle is of moderate voice and uh, tone. Uh, it is not particularly a loud item or a quiet item. These Pringles are louder than other Pringles. Uh, and that's because they, I think they put more f flavoring dust on them. I think that's kind of the concept. Okay. Um, now, these are interesting, Pat, because you've got a couple things going on here. First of all, they're, they're dumping a lot of extra seasoning on, which you'd think, good, right? Um, uh, Pringles, they're pretty delicious. Margarita pizza, I'm into it. I like mm -hmm. it. Um, when you kind of go and you look here and you see this little, this mm -hmm. little thing, they just kind of hide it right here. And this could be the, the secret to these uh, not being as delicious as we might think. Can you get close on this one? Because this is... <clears throat> what does it say? Right here. Mm -hmm. It says... It says... Grain uh, and vegetable chips. Crisps. Sorry. Can't read it from back. What? So they're, they're not the normal potato crisps. They're something else. They're making them out of what? grains and vegetables. Now, potatoes, in my understanding, are kind of a vegetable. Um, but I don't know if that's... Let's see the ingredients here real quick. You've got uh, corn flour... Wait, vegetable oil. The first ingredient is, is corn flour. Corn flour and not potatoes. Not potatoes. It's not. It's not a potato. It's not chip. a potato. It chip. is. Or a, now Pringles are are not potato chips because there's some right. formula. They're crisps um, because the way they oh, make even, them. Oh, even even the regular? regular one. They always they always oh. say potato crisps. Okay. Um, but uh, you have uh, they contain uh, corn oil or one of the oils. There's a bunch of different oils. Grain and vegetable blend. Here we go. Dried carrots, modified rice starch. Malted barley flour, monosodium glutamate, <laughs> oat flour, <laughs> dried spinach, dried peas, dried spinach, and wheat starch. I'm and then, like after this. all of that, dried potatoes. Oh. Um, so there are some potatoes in it, but a bunch of different vegetables. So I think this is going to be kind of interesting. Oh, and you look at, there's a definitely a different look here. Look at these. Do you have some, Joby? You, you have yes, some. I Okay, do. good. Yeah, right. Boy, do they look good. They're green. They look icky, don't they? Yeah, yes, they're they greenish. Now, again, this is them probably well, But they're not even green. It's kind of a, I don't know. It's Peak like a, yeah, it's like a really sick looking, <laughs> I mean. Now, if you look, look, I don't know if you have, it's hard to pick up on the camera, I'm sure. Yikes. But you've got a real, a real dusting, though. That does not look good. You've got a decent dusting in there. Um, so, smells pretty good, and uh, let's give them a whirl. I don't think I'm going to love them. Mm. Okay. Okay. I mean, there's not a heavy vegetable taste there. No, but... It's definitely a little different. There's a lot of flavor in them. A lot of flavor. A lot of seasoning dust. It's like a, a flavor explosion in your mouth. 
Mm -hmm. As Guy Fieri would say, it's, it's, it, they take you to Flavortown. They do. Yeah. Downtown Flavortown. Um, I'm not getting a strong margarita pizza vibe out of no, this. No, I don't though. either. I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting a sort of a tomatoey sort of vibe. But I, I do get the. Uh, get a know, little bit of a pizza flavor in your mouth. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure of what. I mean, they're not bad. Like they're not horrible. They, no. they don't taste just like potato chips. I mean, I think one of these things you're doing here. If these were normally seasoned. They might not be that great, but they, mm -hmm. they've dumped enough seasoning on there that I think it covers whatever vegetable taste might be in there. Mm -hmm. So overall, I mean, I'd say they're they're good, but I, you know, I'm not getting the cheesiness at all out of a margarita pizza, and that's one of the key things of pizza. You got cheese, you got sauce, you got crust. Uh -huh. What I'm getting out of here is just the sauce. Yes. Right. Yes. I would give these uh, eight, nine, maybe eight. Eight out uh, of eighteen. Mm -hmm. Jeffy. Yeah. Okay, and uh, I'll, okay. Give, I'll, I'll give them a I'll give them a nine out of eighteen, really? halfway up the scale. I mean, they're mm. not bad. I, no, know, they're not. I just wouldn't buy them. Like, would I eat the ones that are in my hands right now? Yes, I, and I'm going to finish them. <laughs> but, but am I going to empty the can? Probably not. No. Would they go good with another hot dog or a burger sitting on this plate? Yes. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because then you you can sort of wash down the flavor yes. of them with the burger. Or, I like the regular Pringles. Regular Pringles, you know, you can. No, I'm a big fan. Of you Pringles. can do some distance oh, yeah. on those. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, also, another way to eat Pringles these are is good. with a nice cold glass of milk. So what am I understanding? That's where I thought hey, he was going. Man. But fortunately, he didn't. <laughs> That's why I had to do it. I didn't understand what was happening. I was just thought I'd no, take a break. Come with it. Milk! Just thought I'd take a little break. But okay. You couldn't I appreciate it. that, too. Thank you. Thank if you're going to take a break, break, just leave. Don't, don't stop with the milk thing. Just don't come in. But if I didn't come in, then I, I wouldn't be here. You know what's happening? Uh, it's amazing you picked that up. Coke Zero is out. Coca-Cola Zero Sugar is I'm in. I'm really pissed off about this, and we talked about it a little bit earlier. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why? I, I'm so pissed off about that. Oh, oh man, I'm so. livid. I am livid. Are you, aren't you? I am. Bad. I don't know what the heck you're talking about. You I am livid. I, purchased, I have a Coke Zero purchaser for my home, for my work, for my hmm. office, for my car. Are you now? I love it. So they're going to put sugar in it. That's not What's, no, what's wrong with that? No, they're going to make it now Coca-Cola Coca Zero Sugar. So my guess is... Oh, there's no... Well, is there sugar in Coke no. Zero? No. It's just a different formula. So my guess is they're going to switch out uh, the sweeteners, which is what a lot of these companies are doing now because of the stupid scare tactics about aspartame. They're going to probably put stevia in, which sucks. They already have a does soda it? flavored with stevia. Yeah, it blows in comparison. It's just it sure not as does. good. There are, what, there is are, it, what flavor is it now? Uh, this, is, uh, this is flavored with aspartame. Aspartame. Um, which is my favorite. <laughs> Uh, and the best. Well, Isn't Splenda that, is great too. Supposedly poisonous for Splenda's a while. You know what? That's never. an interesting point. No, it wasn't. It never was. No, but supposedly. Never. I mean, they did On say Facebook, it. On right? Facebook, it's confirmed science, but no, in no labs has it ever happened. Oh, really? but has it happened on Twitter? Sure has. So these stupid companies like freaking Pepsi, for example, who ripped out aspartame from their Diet Pepsi recipe, and then were forced to bring back. Diet Pepsi Classic Sweetener Blend to please the people who actually enjoy your diet. I love product. it because you're as fired up about this oh. as Alex Jones is about fluoride. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. You're about to tear off your shirt, and I don't want to see that. <laughs> no. Don't I'll, do it. I'll do, don't do it. Go to, don't, don't do it. Jeffy, you're mean, not. I will. No, don't do it. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Coke Zeros. Oh, it's infuriating. And, I, you know, and so they, this is kind of a trend now. So I don't know what the new formula is going to be. Apparently, Coke 
zero sugar has been selling very well overseas, and they think that it might be able to outsell Coke Zero here, which is the reason they're doing it. Again, well, Coke none Zero of these... is zero sugar. What? Right. I don't understand. It's a different form. Bizarre. Well, like Diet Coke and Coke Zero both have. And why would you change it, it when it's so successful? I know, or or just keep it on the market and switch it out. Yeah. Uh, but you know these companies, who by the way are do not believe any of the aspartame stuff, they're still selling it. They just are trying to play mm. to you on Facebook. Ugh. Hi there, Pat and Stu. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Uh, well, Glenn. Uh, was uh, discussing some things in the think tank. Uh, the banks, how they relate to Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, the current financial climate. I'm sure they come to the conclusion that everything's fine. Yeah, probably Let's fine. Let's go ahead and, and find out here. So now let me jam it back into gear and go here to the banks and try to explain what happened and what happened in 2008 and what is happening today. If you go to glenbeck.com, you are going to see a, uh, a story about is it smart to hang on to the dollar or should you keep it in investments? <laughs> get out of the stock market. Get out of bonds. Uh, for sure, get out of bonds. In my opinion, I'm not an advisor. Do your own homework. But let me show you just one chart and kind of break it down on why this is so disturbing. Can anyone tell me about the total assets of the major central banks? Can anybody tell me what this even means? Okay. This is stuff that they'll just throw up at CNBC and they'll say, well, if you look at the balance sheet of the Fed, I mean, they're starting to accumulate a few assets. And you hear assets and you're like, oh, that's good. It's good to have assets, right? My watch is an asset. I can sell it to you if I go broke. I can sell my watch. So it's good to have assets. Not in this case. Right now, what's happening to America is, and we're going to go over this in the next few days, what's happening to America is the big Fed money banker um, is living on credit. And so are we. And everyone is living on credit. Your, if you look at the, uh, the average salary for Americans, it really hasn't gone up since 2002. We're, you're basically making about the same amount of money. But you have more assets. Oh, assets again. Assets are a really good thing. If you own them, and if they're good. Like if I said, Caleb, I have got so many assets. <laughs> I have, and I have three warehouses of Chia Hillary heads. Clinton, Donald Trump, Chia heads. I'm going to keep these as an investment, but I'd like to sell you a whole warehouse of Hillary Clinton Chia heads. Sold. Right? <laughs> Nobody wants that asset, oh, right? Nobody, besides him, nobody wants that asset. That is a, an asset that had value at one point, has no value now. This still has some value. Mm -hmm. This has nothing. How about if I sell you both of these for the price of two of these? Bad asset, right? Because it's worth half the price you paid for it because I sold you two of the Donald Trumps and you're instead getting one Donald Trump and one Hillary Clinton, which will never sell. 
By the way, let's just remind ourselves that we're talking about crap that only this program bought in the first place. Nobody bought this. It was crap to start with. But I'm shining it up by saying, Donald Trump, Chia Head's still going to sell. This one, well, I'm going to just sell you two for the price of two. That's an asset. That is pretty much what the Fed has. And here's, here's how. When you look at the banks, now this is 2008, what they do is you buy a house. And remember, people always say, oh, I hope the bank gives me a loan. No, they're not giving it to you. They're selling it to you. Have you ever looked how much that money has cost you over 30 years? They're not giving it. I wish they'd give me that loan. Demand that they give you a better price. We're, we flip this whole game upside down, and we think we're getting a gift. So what they do, and this is why they want you to take out that loan, is they say, you've got perfect credit. You have AAA credit. You want a loan. So I've got one AAA loan here. It's never going to default. This guy's rock solid. That's true. You? Shady. Whew, shady. We didn't even ask him if he had a job. <laughs> okay? So uh, normally, we would say subprime, jack his rates up. We're going to put that one here. D. Okay. I thought I was a C. No, you're a D. You're a D. You're actually not even on this board, but we're going to just put it here as a D. Leaguered. Okay? And so as people take out loans, they go from triple A to double A to single A to triple B, blah, 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 blah. So triple A to triple B is prime eaten beef. That is investment quality stuff. It's just not going away. That's a hard set asset. That's not this. Double B to D. D is this. This is B. Double B. Okay? Probably not something you want to own. Before 2008, what they did is they took this deck and they just shuffled it. They put them all together and say, we'll take this tranche and we'll put some of these in there. And so you got a little bit of risk. But what they failed to tell you was, you remember when I said I didn't ask him what his, what his, what his, if he even had a job? What I didn't tell you as the investor is, I didn't ask some of these people either if they had a job. They just told me they had a lot of money. And it was no money down. So I trust that they're going to be able to do that. They even called them the liar loans back in the day. You could just go in and, yeah, I have a job, sure. sure. Or they didn't even ask. Them. Okay. Some of these were liar loans. So when the banks started to see that these were going down, they panicked. Now, there was something that used to be called mark to market. So let's say you had owed $250,000 to the bank. That's what your house was worth at the top of the market. That's what you owed. So I counted that on my asset sheet. Assets really good. I'm rich. I've got assets. I've got $250,000 in assets because he has a $250,000 house and he owes me $300,000. Uh-oh, wait, he doesn't have a job. He's lost his job. Well, at least I have this asset of $250,000, except the market just crashed, and now that is worth $75,000.
What the banks used to have to do was mark to market. I now have to take this loan out of this tranche, and I have to say, okay, it's not worth 250, it's worth 75. Ah, forget that. The government said, forget that. You don't need to do that. Let's just count them all as assets. Well, the banks know better than that. They know which ones suck. So what did they do? They said, we need money. If we mark down, if we mark to market, we're finished because we won't have any assets. We'll be upside down. Okay, I tell you what, that's fine. Why don't you sell us some of those really good assets that you have? And we'll give you money. If you take this, this is what the Federal Reserve and all the central banks had on their asset sheet. If you just go back in time, it's flat. Then 2008, whoop. Then we start doing all of the money printing. We're not money printing, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We're buying assets. The Federal Reserve is buying assets that no one wants to buy, but they have plenty of them. They have warehouses full of assets. Oh man, and don't forget, your US dollar is backed up by these assets. Now how do you feel?